0: And thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais, Illinois. This is a sermon for June 16, 2019, Celebration of the Holy Trinity. The sermon is entitled, God's Name on You, and is based on Numbers 6, 22-27. It was preached by Pastor Carl Copen.
1: Peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message today comes from our Old Testament reading from the book of Numbers. Let us pray. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we gather today in your name, and we seek your presence and your blessing. Guide us as we look to your word, and as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, the uh, liturgical or the, the church year calendar gives us an opportunity to take a deeper look into a theological concept. Today's really the only day uh, dedicated to a concept rather than some kind of a celebration or a person. The doctrine of the Trinity is a well-established teaching of the church, and yet it's easy to point out, you're not going to find the word Trinity anywhere in Scripture. Now, the idea is there. Numerous biblical reading, readings illustrate the, the teaching of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Nicene Creed affirms God as one substance, yet as three persons. The doctrine of the Trinity says that God is made known to us in a number of different ways, not in these three ways, not as three separate gods. The word Trinity. Persons is used in the in the, the Nicene Creed, but we have these three different images, right? God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, the Lutheran Confessions declare that next to the article of the Holy Trinity, the greatest mystery in heaven and on earth is that personal union, namely that God and man are a single person in our Lord Jesus Christ. The fact that the church has guarded the doctrine of the Trinity, the the doctrine of Jesus Christ through these many years of heated controversy is really one of the early Christianity's prized gifts to the church of the future, that's us. Now the Athanasian Creed today presents these two basic truths of Scripture in a manner that highlights the mystery without departing from Scripture. Although he had been dead for about 100 years at that point, Uh, this creed receives the name of Athanasius. Athanasius, uh, because he was uh, the the foremost fighter uh, for the truth that Jesus Christ is true God, proclaiming the absolute necessity of the Son becoming fully human in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, Martin Luther knew and cherished this creed, and maybe it's that influence that moved our uh, Lutheran forefathers to include it in the Lutheran confessions, along with the apostles in the Nicene Creed. It reminds us of that unity of faith together, along with the early Christians and with all believers in the Holy Christian Church. Now, for our benefit and testimony to the world, we cannot make that confession uh, too often that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The only true God and God's only Son took on our human nature to himself in the person of the God-man, Jesus Christ so that by his death on the cross, he might wash away the sins of the world. So let us look at this Trinitarian nature of God using our Old Testament reading today, a familiar passage of scripture to us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Now, I don't know if, if your mom did it, uh, but when I went on, uh, camping trips or events as a Boy Scout, uh, my mom had the tendency of, of putting my name on all my clothes. Okay? Show of hands. Whose mom did that? Anybody? Anyway? Oh, come on. All right. All right. Uh, uh, made me feel bad here. Uh, sometimes people go overboard with that though, too, don't they? Uh, putting their name on everything that they own. In the reading from Numbers today, we're reminded that God, in a sense, puts his name, has written his name on us. He has made us his own precious possession. We're reminded of this as we hear his name at the beginning of the worship service or at the proclamation of the forgiveness of sins because of Jesus. Uh, We're reminded of this at the end of the worship service when we hear that benediction. Each Sunday we receive the blessings of that triune God, Father, Son, Son and Holy Spirit. It's a reminder of all that we have and all that we are as believers in the triune God. Namely, that God has put his name on you. His name protects. His name means grace. His name gives peace. One of the first things we think about is that God's name means protection. Believers have heard this word, the words of this reading here Uh, from Numbers for over 3,500 years. First used in the worship of ancient Israel, Moses passed on the Lord's instruction to Aaron, the high priest. This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Then followed that three-part blessing. The first part is this, the Lord bless you and keep you. Now, usually when we think of our day-to-day protection and care that God gives us, we think of God the Father, right? Right? I mean, of course, uh, all three persons of the triune God are involved in every blessing that we receive, but the Bible speaks most often about the Father as the creator and provider. I mean, maybe you remember that from your confirmation class. The Lord bless you and keep you. Now, this is not a pious wish. This is a statement of fact that God does bless us, and he does so richly. I mean, just think of the events of your life so far today. Climbed out of a soft bed, stepped into a hot shower, opened your closet and picked out an outfit to wear, sat down maybe to a, uh, a meal this morning, maybe with a hot cup of coffee. You uh, uh, Perhaps you were greeted by your loved ones, or maybe you'll have that done later today. You got into your car and it started right up, or your bus, so it got started right up. You drove to church on safe, well-patrolled roads. You walked into this place of worship openly with no fear of persecution. You greeted your Christian friends. You grabbed a bulletin, a hymnal, and sat down, and here you are. A long list of blessings in that description, but it is hardly a complete one, right? God showers us with his blessings. He created us, and he cares for our every need. Martin Luther tells us why all this he does only out of fatherly, divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this, it is my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey him. There you go. This is most certainly true. God protects. God provides. I mean, how about it, parents? Were you amazed at how how much you had to do to care for your children? It's astounding how much time and and money and effort is devoted and dedicated to raising a child. I mean, it helps us to appreciate how much our own parents did for us, and it's a staggering reminder of everything that our Heavenly Father does for us to bless us and keep us. You know, God just doesn't care for our bodily needs. He also takes care of our spiritual needs in the waters of holy baptism, and as we come to the Lord's table when we open his word. God's name means care and protection. But secondly, God's name also means grace. And the next part of the benediction goes like this. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Shining on you. What's that all about? Well, think about it. If someone's face is shining, what's happening? Probably smiling, right? Here's the picture of God smiling on you and me. But let's face it, we often don't give God much to smile about, do we? Right? Remember the list of blessings that I just talked about? Well, we often take those for granted, don't we? We act like we have earned them or we somehow deserve them. We whine and complain at the slightest inconvenience. We've treated God's spiritual blessings just as badly. We pray maybe only when we're in church or maybe when something bad happens, that's about it. We avoid Bible study or devotions because we're tired or, or we just, we're just so busy we don't have time. We treat the Ten Commandments like the Ten Suggestions and not very good suggestions at that. I mean, you re- remember the look on your parents' face when you did something wrong? Well, I, know, I know I do. <laughs> it wasn't very pleasant. It was kind of a frown, wasn't it? And that's the kind of look we've earned from God in our sin. His look of anger and disappointment leads, though, to much more than a spanking or grounding. (laughs) It leads to eternal punishment. And if you think I'm kidding, then listen to God's word, Ezekiel 18. The soul who sins is the one who will die. So then how can God instruct these worshipers to say, the Lord make his face shine upon you? Shouldn't they say, the Lord frowns on you? (laughs) No. No. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, how can the father smile at such constantly disobedient children? He can only because of one perfect, obedient child, his one and only son. Jesus takes, if you want to carry that around, takes God's frown in our place. He takes God's wrath and punishment for our sins. You know, about four centuries ago, when you had kings and queens and knights around, Uh, when the son of the king did something wrong, recognized they needed punishment, but it was unlawful to punish the prince, so what would they do? Probably get a boy of a similar size and age and punish him, often called him the whipping boy. Well, Jesus does that for you and me. He takes our place. He takes our punishment for all of our sins. And on top of that, not only does he take that punishment, he gives us something back. He gives us the credit for his perfect obedience. Now, why does he do all this for us? In a word, grace. Grace is undeserved love. God doesn't love us because we've earned it or deserved it. He loves us because he is love. Grace moved him to send his own son to us. Uh, Grace moved Jesus to live perfectly in the life of, uh, in place of every man, woman, and child. Grace moved Jesus to die in place of this world full of sinners. Grace moved Jesus to rise on the third day in improving that victory over death and the devil. Grace moved Jesus to do all of this so that us as sinners can enjoy eternal blessings in heaven and eternity. What Jesus earned for the whole world, God gives to you and me personally. How? Well, for the answer to that, we need to look to the third person of the trinity god the holy spirit in him we receive peace and that's the third part of this equation because jesus has earned salvation for the whole world but it's god the holy spirit that brings that salvation to us as individuals the third part of the benediction the lord turn his face toward you and give you peace you know god the holy spirit looks on us as individuals giving us that gift of personal faith that trust in Jesus as our Savior. He implanted that faith in your heart and mind through the miracle of holy baptism. Through the word and holy supper, uh, he continues to nurture and grow what he has planted. How precious this gift is, for without the gift of faith, we can have no peace. Imagine for a moment that you are in, uh, deeply in debt. Creditors calling you constantly, wanting to collect their money, and, and you look at everything, and there is no hope of ever paying them back. And someone comes along and says, well, I, I just put a million dollars in your checking account, go and pay off your debts. Now, what will that million dollars do, or will that million dollars do any good if you don't believe it actually exists? No. And if you don't, if you don't think it's there, you're not going to bother with it. It's just going to sit there. That's all it will do because you'll never use it to pay off the debt. You'll never know the peace of mind that comes from being that debt-free. Not because the money wasn't there, but because you didn't believe it was there. The same is true when it comes to our spiritual debt. Our sins put us in a, under a mountain of unpayable debt. And Jesus spends His precious blood and pays off that debt in full. We can't have any peace until we know, believe, and trust that debt is paid And that is where God's Holy Spirit comes in. Through word and the sacrament, God gives us the gift of faith. And from that faith flows then the peace that transcends all understanding. By faith we say, yeah, I'm a sinner, but God doesn't count that sin against me. By faith we say, yes, I am guilty, but for the sake of Jesus, God judges me innocent. By faith, we say, I I am spiritually in debt up to my eyeballs. (laughs) But Jesus has paid that debt in full. My friends, that's peace. You know, there are a lot of commercials about debt management services, and usually they have some kind of testimony where someone says, you know, I was in debt, and they kept on calling, but now it's under control, I can get on with my life now. Well, that's our story, isn't it? Our debt is under control. In fact, our debt has been eradicated. We have the peace of knowing that our sins are totally and freely forgiven. And now we can get on with life. Now we can really live. We can serve God and and keep his commandments, not in some kind of attempt to pay off the debt, but rather now as a thank you for him paying off that debt for us. We can serve one another in love, not because we think we're going to get punished if we don't, but because we want to imitate the love that God has shown us. We can serve and live and love in peace. Uh, Maybe maybe your mom did uh, put your name on stuff when you were growing up, but in the benediction, God places his name on you and me so that we remember to whom we belong. The triune God has placed his name on you. His name protects, his name means grace, his name gives you peace. You belong to God. You are his own dear child. And because you are, you enjoy all those blessings. This is most certainly true. So go with that blessing on you Again, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please rise. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking the sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.